This is Courtney. I play McKenna Ali, your favorite Loxodon. Well, let's be honest, your favorite character. I want to thank you for joining us on this adventure. Starlight has taken a lot of love from all four of us, and from the bottom of our hearts, we are so thankful. Every review, every subscribe, every Patreon subscriber, or in any way that you give back to Starlight means the world to us. And in case you didn't know, each rating or review helps reveal our podcast for those finding new podcasts and adventures to go on. I truly hope you enjoy the venture ahead. Until next time, see you later, spacers. Welcome back, party people, to Starlight. We're glad to have you. Hope you've been enjoying the adventure. And I um, have. Oh. I have. Classic Atlas hasn't it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been enjoying it. <laughs> As always, we're glad to have you here. I'm Isaac, your GM and host, and I am surrounded by some wonderful people. I have on my right... Courtney York's playing. McKenna Ali. In front of me, digitally here, all the way from a far, far away place in a different galaxy, Nathan Coons playing. I'm playing Atlas. And our resident soulless redhead, Sam Williams, playing. <laughs> <laughs> Clive Billy Bob Jensen. Clive Billy Bob Jensen. <sighs> Guys, thank you for joining us. Literally, having you here has made such a difference and I just want you to know every share subscribe like it all goes a long way in in getting the show out there and uh, just sharing the space with you has been a treat and um, speaking of treats I think that McKenna has something um bad poetry from McKenna Ali this one's about Alice with no last name Alice can seem mean but he's part of the team. He's a strong guy, but I'd love to see him cry. Where do you start? With a guy who has no heart. Do I pin the bug or shall I give a hug? I think I'll roll the dice to see if I'll be nice. Hey, man. That was awesome. And next up is one about Clive Jensen in our next episode. Oh, so here we go. beware. Mm, and then we all need to come up with a evil one. We <laughs> one for McKenna. And with that, let's get into it. Neuralink, would you please mind accessing memories? Accessing. Arriving at last on Thela in search of the Sunmaker, the Spacers had a long day of travel and settling in. From rooting around to find out about Sanctuary's competitive ballroom dancing scene to meeting the peculiar tourist extraordinaire Dr. Dwindle D.S., a snake-eyed tiefling, using business speak, Acer and Hunter of the Sunmaker, Atlas was able to nail down a potential lead, a contact at the lonely cord named Hillier. Memories retrieved. Thyra literally is holding six different shot glasses down her forearm, and she is just splattering whiskey all along, letting it just kind of splatter, and she kind of lowers it, and she goes, 
Told you. Can do it. And she just literally just like half sloshing them and spilling them on her patrons as she hands them out. And she goes, you didn't come here for service. <laughs> she looks at uh, a beefy looking man and she goes, not for the service of drinks anyways. And uh, her eyes kind of gaze around the crowd and she goes, I always love me some new folks. Come on, don't let the door hit you on the way in. Well, hello. This is quite the exciting place you got here at the Lonely Court. I do my best. And she wipes her hand with a, her arm with a rag and she goes, hmm. Is this your place? Co-owned, yeah. With who? Uh, she goes, my partner. He, uh... Oh, so it's just you now. <laughs> yeah, but I like to say that it's both of us. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what, okay. Should I ask what happened to him? No, you should not. Okay, great. Awesome, this place looks amazing. I love it here. Can I get a, a, a Earl Grey tea? Earl Grey tea? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a poison, isn't it? Yeah. She goes, I'm gonna have to see what I have. <laughs> looks back and she literally just twirls on the bar and looks back at all of the different like handles and she goes, that's a pale ale, that's a stout. Okay, we got some of the wine. And uh, and she goes, no, do I look like a freaking cafe? Okay, a water <laughs> wow. with lemon? Yeah, you got that. Would you like that on the rocks or not? On the rocks? <laughs> Darling, you're gonna love it. What about you fine, handsome men? Are you interested in drinks or well, something else? I, I myself, uh, I take a, I take a stout. A dark, stout? darkest, darkest stout that you got. And uh, I was also told this is the place to come if you're looking, uh, looking to make a little extra credits. <laughs> Could be. Depends on what your skill set is. What about you, uh, friend? I'm actually looking for uh, Hilly. Okay, correct me. Sorry. <laughs> when I wrote it down, I put Hill Hillier. That's it. Right. She uh, it's Hillier. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, he comes in at about five. So she kind of like gets down onto like like crouches so she can see out the window. She goes. They got any time now? Yeah, I'll let him know when I'll let him know when you when he gets here. Alrighty, then I'll just take uh, some bourbon. Huh. All right, cool. Find yourself a table, and I'll make sure that one of my lovely ladies brings it over. Great, thank right. you. Guess we'll just sit down and wait then. I like to do a perception to see if anyone is watching us, like if there's any <laughs> eyes on us. Yeah, go ahead. Roll perception. That would be a fifteen. Okay. Yeah, so <clears throat> your eyes start to kind of gaze out across this busy bar scene and, and more only more people are kind of <sighs> coming in. Um, what you're kind of gathering in terms of like demographic is, is people of all shapes and sizes, but they all seem to kind of have sort of this just like, look like they've just worked really hard all day. And it also, in terms of like, and part of its comforts, it also just seems to be like a place where the drink is strong and 
it is a place where music plays nonstop. Uh, and aside from when everyone stopped to stare at you guys when you went here, you don't necessarily see anyone who's like staring at you all that much. What you do see is you see this woman with her hair is graying, it's braided, uh, and you see that she has these very large eyes. She's wearing modest garments, um, very bland, and you see her just kind of like peering out the window, kind of looking back, and uh, it's just kind of like a hesitant look to her, and that would probably be like the the only thing that really stands out. Is she human? What is she? Yeah, she seems to be of some sort. She's very, like, lithe and slender. Probably something of, like, an elven descent. I'd like to go talk to her. Okay. All right, so just as you start to go, as you are going to talk to her, uh, one of the robos comes over and she goes, Lumen, water on the rocks. (laughs) Here you go. What is rocks? Why would it be on rocks? Lemon water on the rocks. Here you go. Is there any other programming I can assist you with? No, and I take it. Oh, it's just ice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she drops off the other drinks to you guys. You head over to the table, and the woman kind of like as she's turning the other way, she just sees as you kind of like crest the crowd, and uh, she kind of sinks back into her seat and she uh, goes, yeah, yes, can I help you? I just noticed you looking a little concerned and I just thought I would come maybe check in on you. Oh, no, dearie, I'm, I'm okay. What was your name? Uh, um, Aphid? Is this your real name? Yes. Okay, can I do an insight on her? Yes. Uh, eleven? You get the sense that she's really nervous, a little confused why some stranger came up to her, and it looks a little bit uncomfortable. And she goes, uh, um, I didn't quite catch your name. Oh, it's McKenna, and I'm going to join her at her table and chat with her for a while. Uh, oh, M- McKenna, um, <clears throat> now's really a bad time. Well, you seem alone. Oh, I, I, <laughs> Oh, yes. Yes, I am. Please go ahead and, and, and sit. Um, where are my manners? I haven't seen you before. Are you new to the Lonely Court? I am. How long have you been coming here? It looks like a really great place. Oh, I, I've been coming here since it, it, it opened. Um, oh, remind me your name again? Aphid. Aphid. Last name? Uh, Aphid. And then she kind of looks out the window again. All right. And then kind of peeks back. Can you make a perception roll? Yeah, she's weird. 17? 17. As you do that, you get a conversation going with her, and she looks back out the window. There's just this ever-so-slight necklace that kind of, like, falls out from tucked in from her uh, shirt. And you see it's plain gray except for the circular band at the bottom of it that is gold and it is in the shape of a sun um 
and she quickly tucks it back in and she goes, ah, hmm. I'm gonna look out the window with her. Okay. You currently, as you're looking out the window, you see the shaking of the ground as there's a small earthquake kind of going on below the surface of the platform. Where you are on the platform, it overlooks the actual expanse of the land. In the distance, you hear this small shriek through the window, just like a... And you see these dark, fluttering shapes in the in the darkness. And she goes, I, I do love the night wings. What are night wings? She goes, uh, birds of prey. She goes, they're, they're marbles. It's one of the reasons that I love c- c- coming here. Tell me about your necklace. It's a oh. beautiful one. Oh, th- th- this? Yeah, sure. Um, there, well, it was given to me by, by, who? Oh, by a dear friend. Tell me who. I want you to make a charisma roll. <laughs> Push the elephant. Um, that would be a nine or sorry, twelve. Twelve. Uh, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. Try me. Um, no, um, can, can you make a persuasion roll, please? Yeah, with intimidation though. You want to do an intimidation? Yeah. Instead? Okay. Twenty-two. Killing. Well, um, all right. And then Mr. Akram himself gave it to me. Tell me where I might be able to find Mr. Akram, please. Oh, you you can't find him. Really? He's gone, dear. For five years? Yeah. Right? And he just disappeared and no one know what happened with him. And yet you have a necklace from him that he gave you so you might have an idea idea of what happened, and if you don't, you might know what's going on here. So tell me more. Her mouth kind of like quivers for a second, and with that we'll cut over to the two of you, Clive and Atlas. You see Freya kind of like push her way through, and she's pulling this uh, this man with her. He's dressed in scholarly robes, um, kind of greens and browns. And he has a belt with all sorts of like fanny pack satchels, and he has like a backpack kind of like over the back of his uh, shoulder. He seems to be in his middle ages, and you can just make out the ever so barest hints of, of these pointed ears. And he walks up and, uh, Rayo said you're looking for me. Oh, I think that was yeah. taken right here. Oh, oh, um, <clears throat> the name's Hillier. What can I do for you folks? Uh, I had some questions on the Sunmaker. We're looking for some information. Well, yeah, you found the right person. I, I deal in information. <sighs> the Sunmaker. Yeah, and he kind of scratches his head. I think there might be something in there. Uh... His eyes kind of glaze over for a second as the neural link starts to work. Oh, yeah. How much you willing to pay? I can guarantee that the Acers will pay anything that you'd want. Ooh, make a persuasion roll with advantage. Nope. Twelve. 
he licks his lips slightly and he goes, Any? I presume you work with the Acers then. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I do know that they fulfill their promises. And uh, if that's the case, then perhaps we could come to a bargain and an agreement. Yes? Yeah. I've seen the information. Deal. He looks around. He goes, I need not money if you are involved with the Acers. I need more of a uh, help with something. A dear friend of mine went missing. She, um, she did the world to me. And he starts to kind of pull out his various things and pulls out kind of like a, a data pad and starts running through it and starts to pull up these various shots, uh, pictures of this woman. Um, she appears to be kind of redheaded, uh, young, a little bit younger than him, but probably not so much so inhuman. And he goes, she has been missing for a few days now and despite my best efforts to corral both the proper channels and those here no one's found her I would be willing to make somewhat of a trade for it if you could help me find her you see she's not the first, as of late, to go missing. I would say that there's some strange entities in this, but more than that, I I have a fondness for her, and it is concerning that she's been gone for so long. I can help you find her. Well, I just need some information on her, and also... Yeah, I just need information on her. Where the last places you knew ever whereabouts? Yes, I. Uh, he kind of smiles, and it's a it's a slow smile, and he goes, "What a relief when things are starting to get a little bit strange around here that someone like you would come in. Sometimes it makes me believe that there is a god. Her name is Saffron. Everyone around here calls her London." She's well-liked. She drives some of the, uh, the, the, the trucks around, transporting some of the silicates. That's what her job was. <clears throat> she <sighs> got in a fight with her boyfriend about a day before she went missing. I would do something about that. The guy is always giving her a hard time. And you kind of just see, like, just this, like, little quiver of his lip. His name is Bjorn Quinton. Ever since she's gone missing, he, uh, and I can attest to this, has not left his house. The authorities have investigated him, and they say that he knows nothing. And 
I disagree. I would either start there, or maybe one of her haunts, the Mississippi Library, was a she's a scholarly type in her spare time when the nature of her work allowed it, and she also spent time there quite a bit. I've rooted around there myself, and the details of what she's looked into are about the only thing I can find. Everyone seems to have no idea that she just up and vanished. Yeah, I sense foul play. What was it that she was uh, looking into? He pulls out of a satchel an old, old book. And he lays it out. It's leather, like, embossed. And it just says... Myths and Legends, a storied vault through creation. He goes, this was more or less the subject of what she was looking into. I don't understand it. She never really struck me as this type, but I've only known her at a distance, I should say. So, um, Is there any... Any further indication on what specifically she might have been looking at in this book? He starts to kind of open it, and he goes, there's a few bookmarked pages here, and he opens one of the, like, up about halfway through the book, and he pushes it around for you to see. And in it, you see what appears to be in, like, a language that you don't understand, but he roughly translates it. She was quite interested in these six different signs that would harbor the return of a god. I think that, I believe that Bjorn Quinton, who I can attest, has family who disappeared with Mr. Ackram and his cults, may not have been friendly to her looking into maybe things different from Mr. Ackram's belief. He flashes a very, like, dark smile. And he goes, so much so that most of his followers killed themselves when he asked them to. I do not think it's above Bjorn to off his girlfriend. And all I need is the proof to bring him to justice for what he's done to sweet, sweet London. Hmm. Well, I guess we could uh, make our way over there, ask ask him some questions, and try to figure out what what might have happened, what's going on. He uh, smiles and he goes, "I am well equipped in information, so you can trust me, and I am a professional." when it comes to certain topics. And he goes, so I leave you, I leave you with this. Nobody except for a select few will tell you what I just told you about Mr. Ackern's cold offing themselves. And not many others will tell you that Mr. Ackern and your son maker are one in the same. So 
<laughs> As to the details of potential information more. <laughs> One thing though I might need as information is is that do no one said that they've seen him or her as of right now. By chance do you know what they look like? Are they human? Synthetic? Loxodonian, perhaps. <laughs> Mr. Acker? Yes. His face suddenly goes like stone straight and his entire posture changes and he goes the nature of information is only sharing one bit at a time Hmm. McKenna you are in the middle of this conversation uh, with this woman Aphid with Aphid and she's nervously glancing back and forth out the window and it's not like a ton but it's like you know intermittently mm-hmm. and then back at you tell me more about this necklace you got from Mr. Akron five years ago where I might find him or the people who went missing oh, um. and what you're looking for out this window I <sighs> Uh, well, dear, where, 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 where to be? Get, get, get I get, came here uh, after hearing the, the the call. The call. Tell me more. Well, it. I, <laughs> I started dreaming of this beautiful paradise. Then at first it was this, this not real thing. It was something only accomplishable in dreams. And I, then they became more vivid. You see, I started seeing and hearing this voice calling out to me to come to Nanoi and to find my true c- c- calling. Mm. And then you came here. And that's where I met met the family. The family. Right. So tell me more about the family. The, the, the they're gone. What if I wanted to join the family? Ooh, make a persuasion check. Or a deception check. Eleven? Then you would have to... Undergo tr- tr- trials that only Mr. <laughs> Ackerman c- c- could allow. How would I undergo the trials? When he returns, dear. Right. Um, and then she glances out the window again. Can I? Is there a way to, like, see, like, without making a scene, hack her neural link? Go ahead and roll a. Uh, Roll a deception check. Or a slight, actually, sleight of hand check on this. Are you sure you don't want it to be deception? Definitely. <laughs> deception. Definitely sleight of hand. <laughs> that's in between. That's, that's in the middle. Go ahead and roll right? it. Okay. 17. 
So as you start to go ahead and hack in, you kind of create small talk, drawing her attention away from what you're doing. I need you to roll an interfacing check. Okay, okay, okay. Interface. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Shit. You are immediately... Do I have any inspiration? I believe not. No. Nobody has voted in inspiration yet. You are immediately met by firewalls that come up, just... And it just... Only you can hear this, and it just starts ringing in your head. It feels like someone's taking a nail to your mind, and you just can see just white kind of edging uh, at the at the edge of your sight, uh, and you're starting to like kind of black out. I need you... I need you to please go ahead and make an endurance okay. skill check. I don't see endurance. Where's that? Oh, here we go. 20. 20. 20. I could have used that 20 a second ago. You just like suddenly, you don't like let out a trumpet or anything, but you start reeling and you kind of like fall forward and just everything's like a daze and a haze for you and the older woman kind of is like pulls the braid to the front and starts kind of playing with it and she looks out the window look, ignoring you as you're almost like basically kind of like having fits at the table I need uh, Atlas and Clive to please go ahead and make perception checks she knows that I tried to do this I presume because I did roll high deception six You guys do not notice as McKenna just starts to face plant into the table. <laughs> her holding on to her consciousness, a little bit of spittle kind of coming out the sides, a little bit of snot kind of coming out the end of your trunk, and the woman's braiding her hair, looking out the window, and she just says in the dis like in the distance, not to you really anyone, and she goes, just, I'm always protected and watched over by the f- f- family and she goes you you will one day see tonight is the f- f- first sign and suddenly the glass of the window just shatters with a all of the windows shatter around the building and immediately screams go up you are right now you are currently paralyzed at the table. Um, her neural link having its own defensive system built in from that fail. You are just watching as she just is sitting there as this figure just starts kind of pulling one hand into the window. It's gnarled, it's uh, half like decayed, flesh rotted, and you can see underneath the skin like uh, bone that's been infused with metal and you just hear this and she just continues to speak as you guys are all seeing this not necessarily where McKenna is but just in various windows as these like what look like dead almost like dug out of the grave beings start to like almost pull as if puppeted they're not moving in any particular fast speed but immediately Clive Atlas you watch as one grabs one of a patron and just pulls it into its mouth and rips out part of the flesh and that's when the screams go 
up. Um, people start to kind of run to the sides and dozens, dozens upon dozens of these beings start to come in. This being a seedier bar, those who can start to engage into like trying to fend off some of them and four are like starting are within the vicinity of you and the people in this area uh, tend to seem to have no like way of protecting themselves unlike some of the other seedier characters. I need Atlas for you to please go ahead and roll an initiative roll. Yeah, well, holy crap. Yeah. This is never the way it was supposed to be. Nineteen. Alright. Let me just get set up here. Go ahead and put your characters on the board. Let's say, McKenna, you're at the table on the far side over there. And you guys are maybe on the other side over here. I am huge. <laughs> when I see myself on the board, I realize how huge I am. You are an elephant. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty large. All right. So, these, we begin with the first uh, like zombie creature that's kind of pulling itself into the room. It stumbles over the top of your table like McKenna, where you are unable to move, crashing, moving things to the side in no particular, like, rhyme or reason, as it just passes the one with the gray hair, and she goes, always under his protection, and the first sign is upon us, and the creature immediately reaches out and just, <laughs> right at you, McKenna. And I'm paralyzed. Yes, you are. McKenna, you take four points of damage as it rakes its arms into the side of you. There's a <laughs> Atlas, you're up. Alrighty. Alright. Um. So immediately, Atlas, you there are two that are coming in a window nearest to you, and there's also one okay. near the door, the far side entrance of the door. Okay. Um, I'll attack the one... There's two next to me, you said? Yes, there are. Both within, like, okay. easy uh, fighting ranges. They just go... <laughs> and there's, like, sparks Alrighty. of, like, mechanical uh, hissing in there as well. Alright, I will try to attack... Yeah, I'll just attack the one nearest me. Um, let's see. I'll do it... Oh, sorry. As a bonus action, I'm going to rage. Alright. So you guys watch that, actually. it just goes... The, yeah. the lines... Uh, that are blue down his body just turn red. Okay. All right, and then you know I will do reckless actually, and I'll attack the. Uh, well, yeah, either I think the one on the left. All right, so you go pulling your burst axe up. All right, that'd be my brain can find it. Plus six, seventeen. Seventeen. That is a hit. Mm -hmm. Okay. D12. That'll be... Oh, nice. 15. 15. You slam it down, just shearing through part of its arm. The arm kind of falls to the side and just 
wriggles for a second and then immediately starts kind of pulling itself towards you, inching, as both are acting in separate concert to each other. That zombie, that creature, reaches out and just slams a hand back at you, Atlas. It slams it into the side of you, uh, 18 to hit, and deals five points of damage it as it just kind of like puts a little dent into your arm. And uh, with that... Five points, is that after it's halved or before? That's five points halved, so two. McKenna, okay. you're up. Am I paralyzed still? Yes. <laughs> you are inca- incapacitated. You can't move or speak. You automatically fail strength and dexterity rolls, and I have advantage on attacks against you. Can I use a message? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you're screwed. You so will need to just you need to make a saving throw at the beginning of your turn before you start. So go ahead and make a saving throw as in I like I'm dying or <laughs> no, no, no. a wisdom like, saving throw. Okay. I'm alive. Uh that would be a twenty one. Okay. So suddenly you kinda just like start to like come back to movement again. Now you can make that message. I'd like to message in her head and tell her tell Mr. Akron the moonmaker's here. Go ahead and make a persuasion roll. Fifteen. The you didn't hear that. Th- so the what now? In her ear, it goes. The moonmaker's here, and her eyes kind of like shift over and looks at you. Looks around as if looking for the source of it. Is that it? Then I'd like to throw a fireball. Um, at... I believe messages... Oh, yes, yeah. Okay, never mind. Clyde, you're up. All right, well, so as when the glass breaks and, you know, shatters behind us, whatever, Clyde kind of, like, he gets pushed forward onto the table a little bit just because, you know, the force of glass breaking and the surprise of it all. And and then as he's kind of, like, comes back into it, he's pulling out his knife and swinging behind him at the one that's closest to him. Um, God damn. Let's do that. That's going to be a 18, <laughs> so 20, a natural 20. That is a hit, natural 20. And that's going to be uh, three points of damage. Okay, so you bring this knife around, and you slice this nice rip through the core of it. Anything else? Uh, do, I, do I notice anything But on the insides of him? Is it looking a little... Make a perception roll. And you do with disadvantage since... No, actually, that's your interaction. Do it normal. A nine. Nine. Okay. No, you don't see anything except just that the flesh is just rotted and decayed and looks like it's just kind of been knotted together and that there is some amount of... You do see, like, some amount of nanobots just kind of spill out to the ground like little black motes of dust. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Oh. Clive, or, uh... Atlas, we gotta hurry up and take care of these. I don't know what happened to McKenna. I don't know where she's at right now, but as soon as we get rid of these guys, we need we need to find her. Okay. So the last zombie that came in that is currently being uncontested as all around you. There's multiple fights breaking out to drive these away. As a a lot of people here are carrying weapons. This one, however, is moves blocking the door. It doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem like there's an intelligence to it as it just moves with a... But it is a 
almost tactical decision as it moves there, blocks the, blocking the entrance as people are trying to run. And immediately, it grabs into the side of two people and just bites into it, just <laughs> pulling out rib and flesh as you watch a person fall to the ground and immediately, not trying to devour it, just almost killing in a gruesome way before moving on to the next. Clive, will you please make an initiative roll? Um, 15. 15. McKenna, you're up. Um, okay. I told her that I am just going, I'm going to throw a fire bolt at this guy at the door. Or no, sorry, the one right next to me. I thought that was her. Okay. Um, actually, I think I'm kind of close for that. Sorry, I should get better at this. Um, you can throw the fireball. That close? It's not a fireball. It doesn't explode. Oh, okay. Range. Yeah, then I'll oh, yeah, fireball. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. make your spell attack roll. Uh, 22. 22. All right, so it goes... <laughs> How much damage? Um, nine points of damage. Okay, so... Immediately, the creature kind of like falls back a little bit against the wall, knocking like a picture to the side, glass clattering, alcohol that's been spilt, lighting up. And now you guys, your attention is drawn, both Clive and Atlas, to McKenna, who just hurled this technomancy firebolt. And you're watching as the corner of the uh, innards of the building starts to turn and catch on fire. Um, Well, Atlas, uh, I think I found her. <laughs> I gotta get better at that. Anything else? Um, I'm gonna back away from him, but then that's it. Okay. Atlas, you're up. Alrighty, uh, I'm just gonna keep swinging then. Reckless. So yeah, we'll see. It'll be 16 to hit. Dang. Uh, seven. Okay, so you slam it. How do you want to kill it? Um, you said they're like, are they like, uh, you said zombie creatures, right? Yes. Okay, I'm just gonna cut off its head. Okay, so Make it simple. Just, you swing it through, going, cleaving all the way through, almost hitting the other one. Clive just barely ducking out of the way as you swing this burst axe. The head goes just clattering to the side and the body drops to the ground. Immediately, though, after it falls, you watch as the hand is still moving towards you. The head now on the other side of the room, it is clattering around and it starts to immediately, as like these small duts, like motes of black dust is kind of just spilling out. The head starts biting at the ankles of people around, getting kind of kicked around like a soccer ball as people aren't realizing it. Oh. But the body is on the ground, reaches up at list, and it's going to try and grapple you. I need you to make a strength roll. Wow. With a head. Yeah, it's a bandage, right? I believe you do. Um, what is this? Is this a saving throw? Is this a? It's just a. It's just no. an athletics check, basically. Oh, an athletics check. Oh. So okay. that for me, that that's a fourteen. Uh, 18 plus 6, 24? Okay, so you managed to kind of... Wait, go, no. No. Yeah. yeah, whatever. You managed to kind of kick it to the uh, side as it just, <clears throat> just, like, wordlessly, breathlessly, just gets kicked aside into, like, the dried alcohol on the ground. Um, 
the zombie next to, to Clive, now having like been kind of sliced, reaches out and it kind of grabs the side of you, Clive, but only just in time for it to get a bite in as it just... <laughs> Clive, that is six points of damage as it pulls out a nice chunk of your your clothing and a little bit of flesh off the shoulder. The zombie that's by the door continues. It kills another person. You watch as it's like has now killed two people, uh, of folks who are trying to escape. Clive, you're up. Oh, God, these things are annoying. He goes and rips the one that bit him off of him, and then he's going to go and uh, try to stab for his face. <laughs> um, that's going to be 19 to hit. That is a hit. And seven points of damage. All right. So you, you cut him again. And is that it for your turn? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to roll initiative. That's a nat 20. I am going to have the zombie next to the door starts to bite into more people. Just... And... Quick question. What is... The dude that we're getting information from, what is he doing currently? He is, is, he, is he fighting as well? He is currently hiding under a table. Thin, scholarly type. Okay, that's what it yeah. is. Okay. I'm going to turn, turn around and go ray of frost this guy at the door. When it's your turn. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was my turn. <laughs> no. Sorry. You're good. The zombie, though, that's next to you that's on fire with part of the building arcs oh, towards you. It takes four points of damage as it's still on fire. And it passes the woman, leaving her alone. It comes up to you, McKenna, and it just swings both arms at you. It's a 11 to hit, does not hit, as you kind of move to the side, kind of blocking it with your staff. All right. I forgot the building was on fire. I'm going to ray across the building and the creature try to get two in one, um, if that's possible, so that the whole building doesn't burn down. Okay. Go ahead and make your... Possible? Yeah, I, I will say... Since I hit him with the fireball... Make an attack roll on that part of the building. Okay. 19. So you shoot it out and it just... That is 7. Okay. You start to kind of bring down the flames. They started to spread, but you're able to catch most of it. Part of the building's ruined, but you seem to have, like caught the worst of it. Okay. Alright. The zombie that's next to Clive, it's reaches over to you. It makes another just like slam of its fists. It, this time it misses staggering past you. And now Clive, it's your turn. Oh. I'm gonna get you this time. <laughs> gonna go and swing my... Oh, well, maybe not. Maybe not I'm not gonna do anything. Is that a one? It's a one. Oh All no! Right. But you go and swing, kind of caught off guard. There is a bottle that kind of rolls past you. You step on it, and you actually fall prone to the ground with a... <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. <laughs> Atlas, you're up. All right. There's still one next to me, still, right? Yes. It's currently prone on the ground and still fighting, even after you should have killed it. Atlas, I think we should get away from this. 
You know what? Wait, is that the guy for info is sitting right next to me, right? Oh, no, he's not sitting next to you. He's hiding under the table. I mean, he's, he's under the table, correct? Yes. Right next to me? Behind, oh, about 10 no. feet. Alright. Can I get to him? Yeah, sure. Can I try to, like... Alright, I'm gonna try to get to where he's at. Okay. What? Okay. <laughs> and then, um... I'm gonna, like, stick my head under the table. And then, uh... Try to intimidate him. By getting him to tell me what I asked earlier. Which was... What is Mr. Ackerman, or... Yeah, or the Sunmaker, like, what did it look like? Okay, so as you start to move away, the, the uh, zombie that's on the ground, it reaches up to attack you and it misses, just catching the edge of, like, your tactical boot, kind of pulls and scrabbles at the, the laces as you kind of step away, leaving the two uh, creatures right next to Clive. And you go down, I need you to roll an intimidation roll. You see him just under the table. Make sure I'm all... And you, you see that he's so bone white that he's not able to get a response out. All right. Yeah. I'm assuming that took my action, so that's why I am. Uh, yes. Alright. Will you please roll an initiative? Not one. Okay. You're gonna miss out on this turn. The first, the, the zombie Oof. comes closer to you, McKenna, and it raises its arms and just, again, it misses. Good. Uh, still on fire, and you can see now part of it's just starting to melt some of, like, the metal and stuff just changing and warping and you can see it moving in a different pattern than it was one that is just barely holding itself there Good. right next to clive the one that's the zombie that's standing over you clive it gets down onto uh it's like hands and knees also getting prone with just the only intent to rip out your throat as it attacks you i'd like to keep my throat okay so the bites rip in just <sighs> you barely move out of the way just getting your arm up so it catches the forearm. That's seven points of damage, Clive. And the other zombie. It's like yeah, thirteen total, isn't it? Because then I took six earlier. That's yeah. The other zombie starts to kind of crawl as well over to Clive. It attacks with uh, disadvantage because it cannot see and misses as it just starts blindly flailing at whatever is around it. You watch in this like surreal moment as you're pushing the zombie off of you as a head goes flying through the crowd and out a window. McKenna, you're up. Um, I am going to ignore this zombie here for a moment and turn around. Oh, I guess I can't really ignore him. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna back up then. Um, he can take an, an attack of opportunity if need be, and Ray of Frost this guy at the door because he's the one doing most of the harm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so you move away. The zombie misses as it comes grappling at you, slams itself into the wall. I want you to go ahead and make... Did the wall lit on fire? The wall you put... No, no, the wall's not. Okay. 
Okay, I'm Raya frosting that guy. Please make him tackle. Okay, okay. Oh, where do these always go? You're on next turn. Uh, that's a, that'd be a 20. That's a hit. Um, and then that would be five. Five. Okay. So it just slams with a and you see as the creature is about to hit into someone else and you catch its arm with the ray of frost and for a moment it slows down as the arm just crystallizes into ice and frost and snowflakes are almost falling off and then it just breaks through and barely like it more or so catches the side of this person Clive you're up ugh ugh <sighs> Clive's gonna reach for the table to take his turn to stand up. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Alice. I don't know. I don't know how much longer I can go on with this. We need to get out of here. We need to find McKenna and get out of here. You see, you can still attack if you want. It it takes half of your movement to stand up. Um, actually, I'm going to attempt to cure wounds on myself. To so I'm like, you can see him, he's kind of hunched over the table, and then um, all of a sudden you start to see a green glowing around all of the, the, the deeper wounds, mm-hmm. and notice that these nanobots are coming out and starting to stitch back together my my body that's been kind of uh, beaten up. Uh, so, six points of healing. Okay. Nice. <sighs> Alright. Uh, Atlas, as you were by the table, looking under still, but the axe kind of slipping into view. Hillier looks up and he goes, You, you, your word, you'll protect me? Yeah, I'll protect you if you tell me. This, this Sunmaker, he's in the mountains. Which mountains? What else do you want to do on your turn, Atlas? Oh, you didn't tell me what it what uh, it looked like, or Sunmaker looked like. You didn't tell me where he was. I don't know what he looks like. No one knows what he looks like. That's no help. All right, um, I'm gonna shoot one of the one of the first shots I have. Okay. At the. Wait, do I still have a turn or no? Or an action or no? Still your turn. Okay, yeah. So I'll shoot a burst shot at the one that's, uh... The one I was fighting earlier. Okay, so that one's directly... It's on the ground. Roll it with advantage. Oh. Ugh. So it'll be 8 plus 3 because it's dexterity. Uh, 11. So you shoot it and it slams as the the bolt of the the axe starts to power up where the hollow core is between the two blades and just please you hit it roll for damage uh the sorry real quick the burst part side of it i can't the burst damage on it was it the same as the axe or no Oh no no! I see. I have it. I have it. Never mind. Never mind. I got it. I got it. It was in the parentheses. That I couldn't see for a second. Oh nice! 
So D. All right. So eleven. Eleven. How do you want to kill it? Uh, I just want to like vaporize it if it can, like go through the chest. Okay. Yeah. So it shoots, and this massive uh, charge that just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. McKenna, even your attention is taken from across the way as you hear just this axe powering up with a. Clive, you can feel the air shimmering around you, and then doom, the entire body is encapsulated in the, the the shot from this burst axe, and it leaves a hole through the backside of the building. Oh. Well, that's a pretty handy weapon you got there, Atlas. <laughs> so, as McKenna, you shoot the uh, frost at the zombie by the door, and now its attention is taken. These two red dots for eyes... Uh, the dust from the nanobots spilling out of its body as it turns and looks at you and starts lumbering towards you. And it throws uh, the now like rigid arm that you froze into the side of your face. That's six points of damage. Ooh, that's and painful. As it hits you, you watch as the arm that's been frozen just snaps in half, like the bone now brittle. Now it's arm just like a useless implement in a way, other than just like flailing it about. Atlas, will you please roll a percentile die for me? Percentile? Yes. Yeah. That'll be 81%. Alright. There is a voice uh, that cries out from like in the back of the of the bar and you see as Thyra climbs to the top of the bar and she is holding a gun that is about the size of her it, and you see it, the door behind her left open. McKenna, because of your line of sight, can you make a perception roll? I can. 21. Okay. As she gets up onto the bar and yells out, Get down! Your attention's taken to her, and then you see a motion just past her as the, the door starting... Uh, to kind of creep closed from the motion of her movement, and you can see in the back room uh, a revolving wall that is just about to shut, and as it's about to shut, you just see a room lined with weapons. And she raises this Gatling gun up, this Gatling laser rifle, and just (laughs) most of which miss the um, zombie and take out about Two or three patrons. Oh no! Uh, and nice. yeah, but she watches the zombie is hit a little bit and just kind of like thrown back to the side. It it collapses to the ground. Which one? The one next to you. Okay, by the door. Because I'm not next to one. The the one by the door. Move okay. next to you. Atlas, please roll initiative roll. Eight. Clive, you're up. All right, uh, Clive's gonna just take a step back. Four. I'm gonna sit there, and I'm gonna take my turn to switch over to my laser rifle. Okay. So start powering that up. As you you pull it out, start kind of powering it up with a the <clears throat> zombie that you pass. It goes ahead and takes it takes a swing at you from the uh, ground. Yeah, with disadvantage, and you kind of like because you're passing this one on the far side. Yeah. 
to get away, and you kind of hit it with the butt of the laser rifle, kind of knocking it back. Get away from me. (laughs) Now, McKenna, this zombie, the one that just was taken out by the laser rifle, it's riddled with holes, smoke kind of coming out, cauterized flesh, and you just watch as if almost like by like puppet strings, it just starts to rise as if pooled up in the air. Please make a perception roll. 21. 21. You notice a thin line, almost like strings, of like the nanobots in his body swirling around from its chest cavity, where you could just make out a low, like, blinking light as it's pulled like a puppet to its feet and it stands before you and it's going to, it goes ahead and it makes an attack against you and it, you are able to like use your, your uh, tusks to kind of move it to the side and uh-huh. keep it at bay. Wow. Um, the zombie that was on fire, it starts walking continuously towards you and it collapses to the ground on fire. Just <laughs> And you just watch as like, it's just getting like, kind of kicked to the side by other people who are like trying to like do what they can to help. Okay. McKenna, it's your turn. I'd like to firebolt the one right in front of me. Um, specifically where those nanobots bots came out of. Please go ahead and make an attack roll. Okay. An eight. An eight hits. Does it? It does. Oh wow, that's amazing. <laughs> um, I a ten. How do you want to kill it? I want to shoot it right in the chest and for the nanobots to go flying everywhere. Okay, so you just... Almost like this like long fire just burning up and out of your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just starts to... You watch as it starts to melt the chest cavity and the nanobots, almost like an actual colony of living things, starts to try and funnel its way out and you see it just leaving through the back... And it's almost like the once creature human thing almost deflates, melting in on itself to the ground with a, just a garble. Okay. Clive, you're up. Uh, after watching McKenna aim her fireball directly at the dude at the chest, seeming having it seem to be more the most effective, I'm going to spin around. Look at this dude, and I'm going to aim for his chest cavity with the laser rifle. And it's going to be 15 to hit. Roll for damage. Ooh, that's going to be 10 points of damage. Ooh. How do you want to kill it? I love that question. Um, <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to charge the... Charge the rifle, rifle up to the point where it sounds like it's going to shoot off something huge like uh, the burst axe, but it's just going to be this fine, this fine, almost pinpoint laser that's going to go directly into the middle chest cavity spot. Okay, so you guys watch. This, this little thing goes... And it's almost like there's no resistance that hits the body. The, the zombie's like walking towards Clive. Yeah. It continues to walk for like another five feet. <laughs> 10 feet and you are watching as like this little hole starts to disintegrate and crumble yes. into pieces that's amazing that's exactly what I pictured too that's amazing <laughs> in that moment the, there is a 
loud yell as a thick bristled mustache man wielding something similar to your butterfly blade but a bit more archaic in its nature uh, a sword I think they called it and he just goes and he chops off two uh, like cleaves two zombies in half by the chest the last of them in the back corner of the room and they fall like the chest cavity cut as well and the crowd is just like you're left with the last bits of cries yells and then it all starts to go quiet and the first noise that comes back is first your heartbeat in your ears then the breath and then the realism of the moment is cut as the bot servers goes welcome to the lonely cord and she's saying that to one of the dead zombies so not being able to differentiate between that's creepy people and things that's right away creepy. i'd like is that girl still sitting there i want you to make a perception check mckenna not one so you sweep back she's gone and she is gone Okay. There's like no sign of her. I assume with the nat one. There's no sign of her. Ah. Uh, you look around the room. Did I get her name? I did. Aphid. Aphid. No sign of Aphid. Atlas. The. <clears throat> Hillier is now kind of like pulling himself out from under the table. Kind of. <sighs> He's about to say something when he is interrupted by the owner of the establishment. She walks the center of the room where the last of the wriggling zombies is and just fires 50 rounds of Gatling pulls right into it and just... You don't come to my place. She looks across the room at those of you who helped, including the, the man in the back that you saw that cut all of the, the two zombies in half. And she goes, drinks on the house, boys and ladies. And I think that's probably a good place to call it. Wow. But I want to know what happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fine. Fine. Fine and fine. fine. Thank you for joining us, guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Starlight. If you enjoyed this, please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers.